0: Welcome back to the Oklahoma Drill. We're here. It's Alex, Sam, and Ryan on this beautiful autumn Tuesday. God, the weather got great in just a week, didn't it? Um, And we're here to talk about OU football Um, as best we can. Alex is watching the Thunder scrimmage the Mavs, and Stephen Adams hit a three. It
1: was incredible. not just Steven Adams has hit a three tonight. Folks, Ben Simmons made a three.
2: <laughs> oh, can't you just feel the possibility Silver, in the air? How much did Adam Silver pay Ben Simmons to do that, to distract from the whole China thing?
1: Millions. Millions. Yeah, the NBA's got a problem right now. So Right. Yeah, I
0: well, be yeah. well, you know who really has a problem with this is ESPN. Um because yeah. like it kind of seemed like this was gonna blow over, and then Adam Silver's uh comments today in support of Maury's freedom of speech, which were I was personally surprised to see the league like not back down on that point. Um yeah, it's gonna be a whole thing. Like the NBA is gonna be like banned from China soon.
2: Yeah, um, like I was I was very disappointed, like everybody else in their first statement, like it was very suboptimal. And I right. thought like it was further proving that Adam Silver is like a fake woke commissioner. And like really the only thing he's ever done is the Donald Sterling thing, which is right. like he, an absolute
0: he, gimme. Right. And only after LeBron James was like, Yeah, I'm not gonna
2: play. Right. And the, and this one and this one you would think was a pretty I mean, it was like ninety percent a gimme, but there was the chance that he was just going to keep cowering and, you know, the threat of losing billions of dollars. Like, it was, it was very understandable. Not like you, you wouldn't be surprised if he had, you know, continued to give the same word salads he had, but get on him for. Right. For is this by. a. Uh, I know this isn't football,
0: um, but <laughs> it is also Houston Rockets. Here's my conspiracy on this. Um, You think Daryl Morey knew what he was doing and is trying to get Tillman Fertitta forced out of the ownership group?
2: Or maybe he was trying to get forced out of
1: the Rockets. Maybe he wants
2: to go... Yeah. He is like... Because, I mean, that... Having to add Russell Westbrook to your team is a big move, not uh, the way you want to be doing things. So maybe he, like, saw that as a way to get... Tillman Fertita's garbage ass to fire him, then he gets to sue for a lot of money for wrongful termination and go to a different team. Maybe that was the the long game. Ah, uh, so many If s- if you told me Daryl Morey was playing 5D chess with this, I'd believe <laughs> you, man.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Um let's talk
0: football. Let's talk about the Kansas game. Alex, tell us all about the Kansas game.
1: All right. So <clears throat> I don't think we learned a goddamn thing. Um,
2: yeah, I'm going like, to go get a drink while I access this because I don't give a shit.
1: So, like, <laughs> I, I did not enjoy my experience watching this basketball or this football game as I sit here and watch basketball. Um, because, I mean, I'm always on Twitter when I'm not at the game. Um, and even right. when I'm at the game, sometimes I'm on Twitter then, too. But I was on Twitter enough and... My God! When Kansas had that 99-yard touchdown drive and took the lead, I thought, I thought OU Twitter was just done. Like I thought we, (laughs) I thought the season was over. Like it was just, oh, this is gonna be a long day. That oh, oh, this is awful. What are we doing? Right. And I'm like, guys, the first quarter against Kansas, we're gonna be fine. Yeah, we didn't score on our first drive, and like. That's the thing, you know. Obviously, the success of the offense kind of breeds this, but whenever we don't score touchdowns, there's always some kind of like, uh, what's wrong with us? What are we doing? Right. And, you know, granted, I will say, I did think that when we wound up having to punt from a possession that, you know, a series of downs that started inside the 10 yard line, I right. was like, was what is silly. happening? That, that was weird. But that's really the only time where I was just like, what the hell is going on all day?
0: Right. That scoring Kansas drive, I was just filled with so much dread the entire time. Not because I was worried about the game at all, but because I knew the second Kansas took a lead in this game. Twitter was going to explode I was going to get text messages I was just going to have to deal With everyone losing their minds I was going to have to deal with PFF college football uh, Asking everybody Hey Upset alert in Lawrence No They took a lead in the first They were the first to score And it wasn't even on their opening drive um, yeah. yeah I think no, this it was, was...
1: It was terrible. And, like, Dave passion and uh, Greg McElroy are just the worst. Oh like, I hate – I, I – seriously, the next time they think about getting Dave Pass to call that a football game, like, unless Bill Walton is with him, I that's on mute the whole time. Like, I'm not listening to him again. Like, it yeah. can't. And, I mean, I know I'm like a salty OU fan that listened to him, but it was just like a – a long, like, like for lack of a better term, to me it seemed like a long jack-off session of them talking about how much improved Kansas was. And I'm like, they're getting their asses blown out. And you're sitting here talking not about OU, the team that's actually running up and down the field. You're talking about how improved Kansas is. Like that, it was so frustrating to watch.
0: Right, and it's and it's like because they had no idea this is the problem with the McElroy pash combo is that they have no idea what to say if a game isn't close, so they just have to pretend the game is close, yeah, Um, th- and this is th- it's the exact situation that led to all of the focus on Baker Bayfield's rude gesture to three two years ago, yeah, um, true. yeah. That like that was why they were talking about it because the game was like forty-one to three. Like <laughs> there was yeah. nothing else to focus on but whether or not Baker Mayfield personally offended everyone's grandmother. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And it was the same in this game where it's like they couldn't actually talk about like Kansas uh, about like competitive football happening, so they just had to pretend that Puka Williams was having a good day, which he right. wasn't. He was getting stuffed on like eight out of ten runs. Like when he yeah, could they're like one, trying they, to
2: speak competitive football into existence, right?
0: Like when he broke one, he could take it away. It's because he's fast, but like, yeah, uh,
1: I mean, and like, he had a good game. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like he had some good runs, but the vast majority of his runs were for like very few yards. You know, he had a, he had three or four long runs that really kind of padded the stats and like good for him. He's a talented running back. And like, I'm not saying that it was a perfect performance on him, but overall, it was fine. Like the one time that they had a sustained drive that mattered was when Kenneth Murray wasn't on the football field because that was possession that he got hurt on. And right. obviously, yes, there is a huge drop off from Kenneth Murray to Brian Mead. I will concede that if our middle linebacker gets hurt. Yeah, we're probably in yeah. trouble.
0: Our preseason That's all big 12 middle lead. linebacker. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's the case for most teams in college football. So, sorry, I'm not too concerned about it.
0: Yeah, not even – like, wasn't he preseason Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year?
1: Yeah, he was. Which is a
0: stupid award. I can't believe that's the award they give out.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, he's actually playing like it. Like, that's that's the thing. It's like, it wasn't just like this overhyped guy and he's coming in and he's okay. Like, he's legitimately playing like an All-Big 12 linebacker. And he just wasn't out there for that drive, like – Things happen, you know? Yeah, the defense gets Um,
0: worse when the guy people think is going to be the best defensive player in the conference isn't playing. I don't think, like, that's not even something we learned because we already knew that the defense didn't have tremendous depth at linebacker. We knew that coming into the season, and it was proven every time we pull the starters.
1: Yep. All right, I do want to talk about an actual, like, concern that I kind of got from this game. Um, it's really the only one I have about this football team. Um, it's the offensive line and it's not even necessarily like a long-term concern. It's really just in relation to this weekend that I'm mostly concerned about it. Um, because they didn't look good. Like there's, there's really no way around that. Um, there was several breakdowns throughout that just, you know, the first half we couldn't really establish a running game. You know, obviously that wound up looking good in the second half. Largely due to Ramondre Stevenson being a ridiculously good running back. Um, Yeah, that dude needs the ball. Um, But I I have some concerns because we're essentially playing four offensive guards in Creed Humphrey. Like, we just don't have tackles right now. Two of them are hurt. um, And I guess the guys that are tackles behind them are just not good enough to play over these guards like R.J. Proctor it's probably not it folks like he's might maybe the best option we have right now but if he's our long-term answer at that position we're gonna have problems especially against elite talent right can you imagine R.J. Proctor going up against Chase Young at Ohio State right that's a nightmare scenario um and then obviously Tyrese Robinson is probably better at right tackle than RJ Proctor is at left tackle, but he's still a guard playing tackle. Like, it's still not an right. ideal situation. Um, right. And I think,
0: an yeah. And the thing with Robinson, is like, I mean, <laughs> this is the most penalized team in the country, and like half of it is him.
1: I mean, definitely an over exaggeration, but he has a few holding penalties. There's no doubt about it. Um, I tend to kind of give him a little bit of leeway in this situation where he's playing tackle and it's like yeah you're out of position like that's not where you should play um and like robinson's interesting because he spent a lot of spring playing center like so that dude is just playing everywhere along the offensive line right um so i and i mean bray walker was terrible on saturday i mean there's no other way around it like he was bad pretty much all the way around and that was an issue for the entire offensive line. If you've got one guy that's just leaking, that's going to cause issues for the entire unit. And um, so that's a bit concerning to me, especially going up against Texas. We're like, Texas' strength on their defense is not their front seven. But it's also really not their secondary either right now, especially. But they are more athletic up there than anybody we have played against so far. So it's going to be a test. And I'm, I'm a bit concerned about what a guy like Bray Walker is going to do against guys that are really athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know,
0: Alex, you were right. It was an exaggeration to say that Oklahoma was the most penalized team uh, in college football. They're only the second most penalized team in college
1: football. I mean, I was more referring to you saying you half of it was Tyrese Robinson. Problem. Yeah, okay. that's probably not true. I'm not going to say you can't, definitely... but you
2: can't look up those stats to disprove it. So
1: it's true. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, yeah, it's probably not true. Yeah. Okay. Anybody, uh, anybody, got a? Okay. Oh, go real ahead. quick, real quick, real quick. Darius Baisley just made a ridiculously nice pass to a cutting Terrence Ferguson for a dunk. Oh, he's um, so good. I'm so excited Darius about Darius Baisley. Baisley. He's gonna be awesome, guys. Guys, he's gonna be so good. Um, but yeah, back to football. Sorry.
0: Uh, um, out of curiosity, curious. can anyone yeah. tell me the team that has accrued more penalty yards per game than Oklahoma?
1: Is it a Group of Five team?
0: It is a Group of Five team.
1: Didn't know. Um, throwing out a guess. I'm assuming it's a bad team.
0: Um, uh-huh. I actually don't know what their record is. They were in a really exciting game this weekend.
1: A really exciting game this weekend. They just go ahead and tell me. I'm There's not going to get it. It's the Golden Hurricane. Oh right. Oh my God. Like I actually knew that. Like I, I was watching. I watched that <laughs> game, and I remember them mentioning that. So dang it. Uh, they have
2: that, a good- that and special teams killed them.
0: Right. Um,
2: yeah. God.
0: Anything. I'm not worried about Jalen Hurts. Um... What's
1: I mean we need to talk about Ramondre Stevenson. Right. Because that guy is our best running back. I'm confident in saying that. He is a guy that needs I mean maybe we need to just go full three-headed monster and just have you know split the carries three ways but he can't be getting just these mop up carries. Like he's too good for that. He gives, he brings another element to that position that the other two guys don't have. All right. We need that element, especially right now because our offensive line isn't just destroying people. We need a guy that can make something out of nothing. And he's the kind of guy that if he gets a little bit of an opening, he can truck a dude and then get out into the open field and make a play.
0: Right. Um, God, he's got more downfield speed than I thought he was going to have.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. I
2: just I love agree. that we're like exactly one year removed from saying these exact same things about Kennedy Brooks. Like not not the same style of runner or player, just like the guy was averaging like 9 yards a carry and getting, you know, eight a game.
1: Yeah, it's a good problem to have. I mean, it's just it's like a yearly thing where we're like, "Oh, this running back needs more carries." and we spend the first half of the year not giving said running back more carries, and then he winds up getting more and doing ridiculously well with those carries, so... Um,
2: I mean, we've been, we've been saying it for three years. If you get these kinds of guys the ball early, and then you bring Trey Sermon in, like, once defenses get worn down, that is the perfect position to put Trey Sermon in that's, like, best utilizing Ramondre Stevenson. Like, it's just... You can't do anything about that if that's how he would run things. But we're just giving this incredible talent just mop-up duty.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I I mean I think the guy like they can't keep him off the field at this point, right? Like he's got to play. And he played early, like he had a catch early in the game. They played him right. in two running back sets. Which so that's encouraging. Um, you know, grant and the, the offense was just a little disjointed at the beginning of the game. So I'm sure if we had sustained some longer drives, he could have probably um, probably gotten a few more touches throughout the game. Um, mm-hmm. But we just we were a little bit out of sync. You know, it just it happens. You're playing Kansas. And I think, you know, that's one thing that I saw on Twitter from a couple former players was that they were talking about how playing at Kansas is actually really hard to play at because. Right. It, there's just no energy in the stadium, it's like there's nobody there. So you have to create your own energy at all times. And that makes it really hard to sustain that energy. And that's really what we saw. Like we had a couple drives early where it's like, oh, we finally got the ship righted. And then, oh, we had to punt from inside the 10 yard line. So it was just a strange football game. And you can kind of see that idea of, yeah, it being really hard to sustain that intensity throughout. Um, right.
0: And also, there was an hour, there was, what, a 30-minute weather delay. Um, so the stadium was probably even more quiet than usual. Like, and it was raining, and it was Kansas, and we kicked their ass. Like, yeah. I don't know. We didn't learn anything. It was This yeah. is five weeks of not learning anything.
1: Yeah, I, I want to come back on the pod after my uh, hiatus last week. I enjoy that you guys indulged me in talking about what I wanted you to talk about. Um, I would like to come back on and give my take on the matter again. Of, of Tanner Mordecai? Of Tanner Mordecai. And the guy's terrible. That's my take. He's awful. He's not getting better. Um, and I want to never see him play football again. Right. Like the dude, uh. literally, we like one of the first plays we ran with him was an option. And he had a guy... Easy little pitch, probably get five or six yards. And he decides, no, I'm Jalen Hurts. I'm going to fake the pitch and get a bunch of yards and score a touchdown. No, he lost a yard because Tanner Mordecai. Like, God, get, get him out of the game. I cannot watch him play anymore. I can't do it.
0: Would Tanner Mordecai have done a better job against Texas this week than, West, than Austin Kendall did?
1: No. Austin Kendall, yeah, Austin Kendall threw four picks. Austin Kendall threw four picks. They were terrible picks. But Austin Kendall also, like, set a career high in yards passing. Like, I don't think Tanner Mordecai. Nah, that dude is he's not. He's not as good as Austin Kendall. I'm I'm there. I'm there. Wow. He's got a stronger arm, but he's not as good as Austin Kendall. He's he just plays football like an idiot, and I can't handle that and I don't want to see him play anymore. I mean, at least, you know, three for four for 28 yards. At least he's back to averaging more yards than his attempts. Like, that's good. Right. That's good, I guess. Um, all right, let's 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 talk about Texas, all right? I okay. think the first thing when it comes to Texas, I mean, we let's address this. Let's talk about the horns-down situation. And I it kind of goes into to you know some of the stuff we heard today from their players but what a ridiculous university like that entire thing is the most frustrating thing in the world to me because this Texas team Texas is probably the most historically underachieving program in the history of college football if we're just right. if we're it's... Talking, yeah if we're talking about the amount of resources the amount of ridiculously good football players that are within a hundred mile radius of them. And the fact that the entire state of Texas is brainwashed into thinking that the university of Texas is the end all be all. And they have, they haven't done one any more than they have in their history. Are you kidding me? The only time they really were that great for any extended period of time was when Daryl Royal was there. Like that's embarrassing. And then they come out and the Big 12 caters to their every need because it's Texas, right. and so now ev- nobody can do the horns down. And OU, I mean, I'm not saying OU's in the right here. I think OU should kind of grow a pair and just be like, "Hey, we're not gonna abide by this bullshit." Like, I mean, I'm not saying do do it in the game and get the penalty, but like, what are you doing telling the cheerleaders and the spirit squads? to not do the horns down. Like that's pretty ridiculous, right?
0: Right. Yeah, that's just silly. Um uh especially be- if they try and penalize non-players for doing the horns down, then like like that just doesn't follow. Like no. If the idea is that it's taunting like everything a fan does at that point, like just don't have fans. We're going to have to like it's going to be those champions league matches where because racism uh <laughs> you just got to play it behind closed doors um if that's like if that's the standard of what counts as taunting fans and spirit squad members uh doing a hand sign upside down it's absurd like frankly it's the weirdest softest thing
2: yeah i just i just can't I double- believe texas fans on twitter they're like don't worry, we're just as mad about this as you guys. We think this is ridiculous. Like if they if you think that's true then why do you support this school? Cuz like this didn't just randomly come about. The Big 12 right. wasn't like, "You know what? They shouldn't pick on Texas. You know what, West Virginia, you guys should be good sports." No, like Texas had to complain about this for this to start. Yeah. And this yeah. is the university you support. Like what
0: Yeah.
2: I don't Your large-brained
0: Mensa genius coach Tom Herman had to complain about it. Your golden child Sam Ellinger had to tweet about how he never forgets those who disrespect Texas this way. Like, (laughs) your team, your team is mad about this, and it's really
2: dumb. Shout out to 2021 whenever Sam Ellinger catches a touch or sacks Baker Mayfield when he switches to defensive end and gives a horns up over
1: him. Uh, Okay,
2: okay, he'll never forget.
1: We don't need to go there. We don't need to go there. (laughs) He's um. (laughs) <laughs> oh me. man um yeah. but yeah no the Horns
0: Down thing is ridiculous um yeah. and I am I, I guess I'm happy to hear uh people in the in the Pride of Oklahoma say yeah we're we're gonna give Horns Down
1: yeah I um, mean, it, oh, it's a ahead. ridiculous thing um I I guess my one take on this game Is that I might die if we lose. Like, I don't think I can handle losing to this fucking football team. Um, Because I, the last year, I mean, pretty much since Tom Herman has been there, like, it has just put so much fuel to my hatred, um, to my hate fire for Texas. Mm-hmm. And I just, I hate them so much. I cannot handle losing to them two years in a row. And on top of all this, you've got their players coming out. You've got BJ's Foster's stupid ass. That's like talking about, Oh, the big, you know, Texas football is way more physical than anything. Jalen hurts has played. Right. And it's just National like championship
0: the- games against Clemson.
1: Yeah. National championship games against Clemson. The dudes played against Georgia. Like, He practiced against the Alabama defense every day for three years. Like, get the fuck out of here, B.J. Foster. Also, with B.J. Foster, that guy is a danger to himself and everyone around him. Like, that guy is going to paralyze himself one day because all he does, he's just the most ridiculous headhunter I've seen, like, in a long time. And, like, I get that. You know, there's something to be said for setting a tone for, fi- you know, physically, you know, in the secondary as a safety. But like, right. dude, this isn't setting a tone, though. Danger. This is
0: right. This is dangerous. This
2: is outlawed yeah. by the rules of the game he also, hurt
1: himself against West Virginia.
2: BJ Foster saying Jalen Hurts needs to slide like that. I want Jalen to never slide in this game. Not for the sole fact, not that I want him to run BJ Foster over like. I don't trust B.J. Foster whenever Jalen is defenseless and sliding right. with his head near Agreed. the ground.
1: Yeah, I that makes absolutely more. no sense. Like, B.J. Foster's the guy that dove at Kyler Murray's head last year in the Big 12 title game. And if Kyler Murray wasn't just, like, the most ridiculous athlete ever that was able to duck that, like, Kyler Murray would have gotten knocked out of that game. Yeah. That's the kind of player B.J. Foster is. And I don't – I mean – get out of here with this nonsense that everything's more physical. Like it's bullshit. And also, and we've got offensive lineman for Texas talking about how yeah, Neville Gallimore and Ronnie Perkins, they're decent players, but nothing really to worry about. Like, why are you even talking about them? Like, why is this a thing that's happening? Why are, how is Texas so confident in their ability to win this football game? I know that they won this game last year, but the last time they played us, we beat them. It's not like they right. came out and beat our ass two, two times last year. Like, they needed a last-second field goal to beat us the first time, and then they lost. You know, it was a close game in the Big 12 title, but we won the game. Like, I, I'm not understanding where this confidence is coming from.
2: That's what makes me feel good about this one. Um, because, so, Texas, they have, like, covered the spread, I think, in six straight Red River rivalries. Like, they always – come to play for this game. And I really feel like, especially in recent years, they've come into this one very quiet and sort of undervalued. Like, they are not taking that approach this time. And that just makes me even more confident. Like, you haven't heard a single thing from our guys directly addressing any Texas players. And, like, that is all their guys have done this entire week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're getting confidence from the fact that they almost beat LSU because that's a very Texas thing to do. That is
2: 100% where they're getting confidence from. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we almost beat an LSU team that's definitely better than Oklahoma. And yeah, I that's probably what it is. I think mean, we solved it. They're confident because we have – OU hasn't played anybody. We don't really know all about OU right now. Right. We know that Texas almost beat LSU and that's – Good for them. Good for fucking them. Awesome.
2: Um, I also like, I understand it's an offensive lineman, so I'm sure he's getting asked questions about our defensive lineman. But Neville Gallimore and Ronnie Perkins are like the two people, they're at the bottom of the list of people on our defense you should talk shit on. Yeah, like you can, yeah, you can mean, talk shit should... on so much. <laughs> them and like Kenneth Murray and Jalen Redmond. Just avoid, don't, don't say anything about those guys.
0: Right. Yeah. Talk talk about like how you're going to force John Michael Terry out of position or something, even though he's pretty good. He's been pretty good about that this year. I've been I've been kind of impressed with John Michael Terry in his position. Not that we've really seen anything.
1: Yeah. 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 I want to ask. No, for sure. Because the competition level. But go ahead. yeah,
2: I just want to ask, how do you guys feel about Jalen constantly saying things, you know, like I went to Alabama, I played it like I played in the Iron Bowl. I've played in you know bigger games than this. How do you guys feel about you know him talking about his experiences in the SEC? I
1: don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't
2: I'm care. fine with it. Come out. That's why
1: this. That that's why this is a, Saturday. That's why
2: this is a boring podcast because none of us give a shit. Like yeah. the things he has. There are a lot of people OU fans. They're like, you're at Oklahoma now. You know, stop talking about that. Get over it. Red River rivalry is just as big as the Iron Bowl. Well, first of all, like. It is bigger at Alabama. Everything is just bigger and more important in Alabama. It just is. Second of all, yeah, the like I would say this game and the Iron Bowl are equivalent from like a rivalry standpoint. But that game you actually have to go on the road, you know? Like I don't understand why people can't grasp that. You have to go into a stadium of I mean, how many how many is people how many people is Auburn Stadium hold? Probably ninety thousand, a hundred thousand. At least, like, you have to, and that's all their fans. This is a 90,000-person stadium There's going to be a 50-50 split. Like, yeah, it's a cool environment. It's a great rivalry. But it is, like, not the kind of hostility you face in a major rivalry on the road.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. like, and this is the thing about this is, like, like OU Texas is a great rivalry. I think it's, I think the fact that it's played at a neutral site makes it maybe the best rivalry in college football. I think that that's, that can be true, but that's also like totally tangential for what Jalen Hurts actually said, which is he was asked if he was ready for the pressure of playing in this game, and he said, I've played in big games before. Yeah, And guess what? He has. He has played yeah. in more meaningful games than OU Texas, because he has won national championships.
1: Championship, just to be... I mean, specific that's, that's he right. lost two of the games he did. he's played in three <laughs> national championship games he lost two of them um like one of them he was not the starter in. just yeah let's be factually right. correct here sure thing um, but he's but won yeah, a national
2: championship
1: he has he's won an
2: sec offensive player of the year
1: yeah right he's a he's a great player he's been tested as much as anybody in college football there's not a, no doubt about it right and you know, he hasn't pa- he didn't pass every test while he was at Alabama. But that's I mean, all he's talked about is how much he's improved since, you know, he, his last failure, basically, like he spent right. all of last year getting better. And now he's working with the best offensive coach in football. He's getting better every week. And that's one thing that I've I've noticed this year. Um, you know, really, I mean, Kansas, you can say whatever, like it was kind of a throwaway game. I wish, I wish we didn't have to play that game. Like, that sucked to watch. Um, but I think prior to that, every game that I'd seen him play, like, he had just gotten better. Like, he did something different that, like, answered a question that, like, if you were being overly picky and just wanted to come up with something to nitpick, like, he would do something to answer that nitpick. It's like he was listening to OU football podcasts. Like, what are they worried about? about and then he like addresses that in his next performance and right. like the dude's only getting better
0: yeah he has thrown more deep passing touchdowns so far this season than he has in any other season prior to this he has already surpassed his season best in terms of uh touchdown passes to targets more than 20 yards away mm-hmm. so yeah that was the one thing everyone said he couldn't do and oh he's doing it at a rate did, better than basically anyone the thing,
2: in the country did you see the thing from bill conley today jalen is 23 for 26 on throws 10 to 20 yards down the field he's 89% completion percentage right. 10 to 20 yards down the field yes yeah, he's doing 89%
0: his, on deep intermediate throws
2: yeah his passer rating in between the numbers is damn near perfect like right. every everything beyond 10 yards is ninety eight plus on his pet his QBR rather?
0: Right, and this is QBR, which has a,
2: a theoretical of 100.
0: maximum of one hundred. Right. Like,
2: and he is at like he is at one hundred, literally perfect in three of the six spots on intermediate to deep throws in between the numbers. Right. He's just unreal.
1: Yeah, he's on he's he's a great he's unbelievably good. Like he just, I think that. I mean, I'm a good Texas performance away from being like, oh yeah, there's just literally no drop off between him and any, and either quarterback we've had. Like, I mean, there are things that each quarterback has done better. Like mm-hmm. Baker obviously was better at some things and Kyler, there's no doubt about it was better at some things, but like, uh, in terms of overall effectiveness, if you take into account everything Jalen brings, if he has a strong Texas game and wins that game comfortably, I'm probably pretty close to that point where I'm just like in his own way, he is just as good as the previous two guys we've had.
0: No, I absolutely agree.
1: One thing go ahead,
2: Ryan.
0: I was gonna say, like, you look at Baker in his last year, and like the thing he had was that he was the undisputed master of running the best offense ever designed. Um and then Kyler Murray is just a cheat code. And like Jalen Hurts is like splitting the difference in a way. And bringing a physicality um, to the game. I mean, that's the big thing
1: to me is the the physical running style he's bringing to it. Right.
0: And like, not just even the like the physicality of his running style, the subtlety of his running, like his cuts, his deceleration is just masterful to me. Like, you watch him. And he doesn't really look fast until he's running at top speed, but he's always moving fast um, until he yeah. suddenly isn't. And he'll just make a what it looks from our perspective as a simple cut, and it just you can clearly see it blow defenders' minds.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. The I only
2: agree. thing I wanted to talk about Jalen, and it was kind of my only concern that came out of the Kansas game. There have been a few times this year where he has thrown. Some risky passes, and like there was one this week that got tipped and maybe should have been picked. And he obviously had the one against Tech, and even before that had thrown some into traffic. And I would guess if you could see Bill Conley's spreadsheet, we would we would be lucky in the turnover department. I think there have definitely been some that he's gotten away with. Is that a concern to you guys going forward? Or I, I'm ready to chalk it up as you know I'd like to see him attempting to take shots instead of always throwing, I mean, we're going to have guys open, and I I like to chalk it up as him attempting to take shots, and um, you know, maybe down the road, it'll help him, or do you think it is a concern that, like, hey, once you get against Texas, or like a Iowa State defense, or Baylor's defense, or something, if he tries to force stuff in there too much, it could bite him. What are you guys feeling on that?
1: I, I mean, Kyler essentially did the same thing, like, There were a lot of times, like, remember all the times Kyler would just, like, throw it in the general vicinity of Carson Meyer? And it was always like, why did he do that? Right. Because it it would always be dangerous. Like, it worked a few times. And, like, Kyler was always doing that kind of thing. And I think Jalen's even more conservative than that. And I'm fine. I really like, you know, I think every now and then we have talented enough guys. It's worth taking that chance. But I I kind of like the balance he's gotten from it because he's not doing it a ton because I feel like sometimes when Kyler would do it, it was just like, eh, it's only second down. I'll get it on third down if I have to. And I kind of like Jalen's approach where it's like, eh, I don't want to waste it down. You know what I mean? Right. I like that approach a little bit more. Um, So And like I think he's not as gifted as... On the deep balls, as the previous two guys, um, he obviously has other strengths that kind of make up for it. But you know that is uh, that is definitely something that he's not quite as great at in terms of, you know, not necessarily the ten to twenty yards, but just like the bombs. Like that's not his big strength as a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I would say, like t- in terms of risky passes, there was really only one. Pass against Kansas where he was he was sort of rolling out and sort of just threw it into junk um that like that's the only pass for him that really bothered me so far this season
2: yeah. um yeah I just wanted to bring it up I've, I've there have been a lot of national media talking about that fact that our you know our offense just it, most plays multiple receivers are wide open and he's had a few like that this year and I I'm not personally concerned by it. like he said himself He's played in big games. I don't think he's going to try and take those risky shots against Texas like Kyler did that bit us in the ass from the start. So I I personally am not worried about it either. No.
1: Let's go ahead and talk about what we think how this game is going to go. I think, I guess, my big deal with this is it literally comes down. If our offensive line can play well, we're going to win this game. Like, if we can protect Jalen Hurts and give him time to throw the ball, we're going to win the game. It's going to happen. Um, that's my. I have, I'm concerned that we might not be able to do that. But if we are able to do that, we will win.
0: All right. I've seen, and I don't know what the latest is on this, but Adrian Ely's going to be back for this game, right?
1: Uh, we don't really know. Okay. I mean, Lincoln, Lincoln said that it was highly questionable, but that could also be Lincoln bullshitting because it's Lincoln and he's, he's basically, he's a liar. Like we can call him what he is. Okay.
0: Um,
1: so I don't know. I think it's, it's 50, 50, probably whether or not he plays. Okay.
0: Um, I will obviously feel better about that. If we have a tackle um, at the same time, I think, in addition to the offensive line, something that's going to be really important in this game is um, our defense just needs to maintain composure on third down against this team. Um, uh, yeah. Like, Texas is a good offense. Like, they're a really good offense, according to SP. But a lot of that is coming from their ability to just make things happen on third down. Yeah. Um, and I really like. This defense just needs to be able to stand up to that and say no. Like you know, we're going to play third down as well as we played the first two, uh, and then you're going to punt.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Devin Duvernay scares the hell out of me because he's just apparent. Like he's just apparently always open. Like I don't really get mm-hmm. it, but he's just always open, and right. that's who Sam Ellinger's looking for. Sam Ellinger is not an advanced passer. That's like you know, looking off guys and going through all his progressions really efficiently. Like he's looking for Devin DuVernay on third in situations where he needs a conversion and Devin DuVernay is always open. Like that's just how it's been. Right. Um, so that, that's a major concern. I am very concerned about third down defense. Like I really am. Um, I just think that if our, if our offensive line has it together, we'll score enough to where it really won't matter. Like as long as our defense is just somewhat better than it was last year, we'll be fine. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm concerned that like, yeah, Texas is a top five third down offensive team. And, you know, I watching the West Virginia game, you know, I, one of the big things was like West Virginia in a lot of ways was gifting them those third downs. Like they, it was third and three, their DBs are way off. It was like the OU thing from last year and the previous, you know, the Mike Stoops era. So it's going to be important for us to have confidence in our defensive backs to not get blown, you know, over the top so we can get up and press the guys like and make sure that they don't just give them the third and threes on little shitty curls or slants that Sam Ellinger can complete. Because if you make Sam Ellinger have to complete passes in the intermediate range, the guy just can't fucking do it. Like, especially if he has to go outside the numbers. Like, that dude can't throw accurately out there. I can't tell you how many times I've seen him put one in the fucking dirt trying to throw a comeback, like, 10 yards down the field.
0: Right. And it's just, God, there's so many ways in which you look at the West Virginia-Texas game and it's like, West Virginia could have won this game. Um, That entire third quarter was just Texas failing to do anything and then West Virginia somehow failing more. Right. Um, anything can happen in this game because it's OU Texas, and because stupider things have happened. The 2013 team lost to the 2013 Texas team. Um,
1: 2015s and all. I mean, the hell, last year we were way better than them last year. Right. And we just shit all over ourselves. Like it right. just it has happened, and a lot of times we lose because we've gotten out physical on the defensive line, and theoretically that is our biggest strength on defense this year is our front seven and their ability to not get just completely pushed around so I I think that that could you know solve one of the major issues because last year it was just like getting four or five yards a run and then if they got in any third and shorts it was like giving it away and then getting down at the goal line and Sam Ellinger was going to punch it in. Like he did it every time. Like it was just, it was an easy game plan against us last year. I think at the very least, like if we give up enough points to lose this game, I think I'm going to have to like kind of eat some shit on Sam Ellinger. Like, I'm just going to have to admit that like maybe he's not terrible because he will have had to do some stuff to beat this defense. Cause I don't think we're just going to let him do everything that he's comfortable with and beat us the entire game.
2: Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, we're. It's gonna definitely come down to getting them into passing situations. Like if they're constantly in third and fives, like they can easily pick that up with Devin Duvernay. And like that's that's really what I'm most worried about. Like Alex said, um, they they are still pretty good on pass downs line yards, but they drop. They're definitely worse when they get into passing downs because. Like if you said, Sam Ellinger is best when he's throwing the ball like an average depth of target of like three yards. So like that is when they do their best. And unfortunately, our passing down line yards on defense is where we're worst at. So I think like it's going to – what it's going to take is getting them into those third longs. And then our defense – our like you said, our front seven have been good enough that I think we just need one or two plays on third down, and that will be big enough to get this game done.
1: Yeah. And, like, yeah. we've been saying it for, for the last three years. Like, we don't need this defense to be perfect. Like, we need them to get off the field two or three times in order for us to get some separation. And then I feel pretty good about where we are. Like, that's really right. what we need. Which is
0: exactly is. what happened against Kansas, by the way. Um, yeah. Except it wasn't three or four times. It was six times.
1: But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think... Uh, We have. I mean, we should win this game. If we don't win this game, I will die.
0: (laughs) It's going to be one of the probably the most frustrating. The only thing I can think of that would be worse than losing this game would be losing this game next year. I, I disagree. Well, well, actually, Texas 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 might be better next year year when they're like, yeah, because their secondary is so bad. It's like their secondary. Bad. it's is, young,
1: it's banged up. Yeah, we can't lose this stupid football game. Like, we cannot right. do it. It can't happen. Like, I, I just, I will have to give up on sports if we lose this game. Like, it just, right. it can't happen.
0: Right. Um, Spencer Sanders almost shredded this secondary enough, like, shredded this secondary enough to give Oklahoma State a chance to win. And he threw, yeah. like, what, five picks?
1: Dude, that dude sucks. He's so bad Spencer's And I, I, I want to give myself props. Everybody watching him against Oregon state was like, Oh, OSU's found their next quarterback. That's going to, you know, carry them to elite offenses for the next four years. And I was like, dude, that dude doesn't have an arm. Like he can't throw the ball down the field really that well. Like it just didn't look good coming out. And, you know, I wasn't even aware that, oh, he literally can't throw over the middle of the field at all. Like, it's just not a thing he can do. And right. I didn't know that he's a terrible decision maker at that time. I was just going off the fact that, like, the dude's got a noodle arm. You can't be a highly effective quarterback in college football with a noodle arm unless you are a genius on a football field. And that was one thing I was confident from the beginning. Spencer Sanders is not a genius on a football field.
0: Right. He's, yeah. There's a lot of freshman Sam Ellinger in his decision-making, which is bad, Um, and just not a really significant upgrade from Taylor Cornelius in the arm strength category.
1: Nope. I mean, yeah, no, not at all. Like, he is a legitimately athletic dude that can run, and he's a problem in that way. Like, there's, there's no doubt about it, but, like, that's a pretty, like, if you can't throw the ball as a quarterback, then... You're not a very good quarterback.
0: You know, yes. that's the reality. of That's the situation. The, that's the job of the position. Um, yep. And if you like, if you can't throw the ball, you better be able to run like Tim Tebow.
1: Yeah, or I mean, freaking Michael Vick. Like you better be right. that kind of guy. So,
2: um, have you yeah. guys seen people on Twitter, Texas fans? I saw a couple talking trash that you know OU is playing a running back at quarterback and saying Jalen Hurts isn't a quarterback, which is couldn't be further from the truth, which is hilarious considering they're currently playing a quarterback at starting running back. <laughs>
0: that's
2: true. Like an that's actual funny. quarterback. I don't understand how their fans can be like this have such little self awareness.
0: All right. Look, that's fine. The Spencer Rattler, Jalen Hurts backfield is ready to go.
2: Let's Yeah, do I can't it. I can't wait for Texas fans to think, you know, dual threat Spencer Rattler isn't something to worry about throwing bombs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, my last thing on on Sam Ellinger, I want to talk about him just a little bit more, um, because somehow human beings exist that think he's better than Jalen Hurts, and obviously they are they are wrong, and they should have their rights removed. From, you know, <laughs> they shouldn't be able to watch football anymore. Is what I'm trying to say. Should not be able to watch football anymore. Um, I just people I were go go ahead.
0: ahead. Oh, it's just people were talking about his Heisman worthy performance against Oklahoma State. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and oh. people talk about how like, oh, he's so good going through the progressions and running the offense. I'm like, no, he's not. Like the dude literally he's either throwing bubble screens or he's just chucking the ball down the field. Like that's right. what he does. And that is terrifying to me. Yeah, I don't know how our DBs are going to respond. I do not know how they're going to respond. But that doesn't make him a great quarterback. It means that, yeah, we have size issues in the secondary. Like yeah, so That happens.
2: That worries me from a Colin Johnson standpoint, not from a Sam Ellinger standpoint.
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly.
2: Like, I, I think he throws a similar ball to, like, Derek King, who, like, when he was taking deep shots you are not worried in the slightest, except he has, you know, six foot four guys to throw to instead of, like, five foot 11 Marquette Stevenson.
1: Yeah. He's got Brendan Eagles. He's got Colin Johnson, who I think is going to be back for this game. He's been out for a while. Um, I think since the LSU game. I think he's been out since then. So, I mean, I'm I'm nervous. I'm very nervous about this game, but mostly because it's like, I just can't live if they lose. That's right. like if you look at this objectively, OU should not lose this football game. Like it should not happen.
0: Right. Yeah. No. It like S and P Plus has them as
2: essentially two touchdown favorites. Um, yeah. I will even I will even be annoyed if this game is close.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Like honestly. Right.
1: Yeah. It shouldn't be. It should be a comfortable win. It should be a comfortable win. Um. All right. Let's do score predictions and uh and get out of here.
0: Right. Um Sam go first.
2: I'm gonna say I think I'm I'm gonna trust the defense. They haven't seen this OU defense before. I think Grinch is gonna be different. I think like I said, we need to do. I think we will do. We get them in some third and longs that they can't just easily pick up on a slant to Duvernay. I think Neville comes to play. I think Ronnie Perkins and is Jalen Redman gonna be good for this one. He was playing Towards the yeah. end of the Tech game, and he was playing in the Kansas game, right? So he, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Changing. I think I think we get the requisite amount of sacks and plays on third down. I'm gonna go 48-33. Sooners. All
1: right, Ryan. Um, I don't know.
0: I have a, I have. Let's go with like
1: fifty-two thirty-two. All right. Just Ooh, I love that
0: shit right just right. give me all that because i i think our defense is still underrated by S P and plus um and like we've played like this hang on we've got to go all the way back to the beginning of the podcast so i can complain about trick plays um
2: <laughs> i was i was gonna do a whole bit earlier um like doing every like cliche twitter person take like Oh, the fact that we're resorting to trick plays against Kansas—what does that say? All that shit. The fact that we gave up 20 points, Kansas. I was going to give out all those terrible takes. So I right. love that you bring the trick plays back up.
0: Right. Like, oh, you running a reverse? Oh, you running a reverse flea flicker? Like these aren't even trick plays anymore. This is just, this is just like fodder. It's just plays. <laughs> these are just plays. The often, like the playbook, really has not been opened up. Um. Because what that looks like when OU opens up the playbook is different run fits. It involves like screens on the back ends of counter plays. Like <laughs> OU has been very vanilla. Um, and if you like, and if you think they, the fact that they ran a reverse against Kansas and tried to run a double reverse pass, no. Like. Nope. This is the point at which the playbook starts to open. This is the point at which like the Oklahoma offense really starts to get ticking. Um and I'm ready for it. So yeah, I think I can I'm expecting a little wider margin than S P plus is. All right. 41 to
1: 9. To <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but,
2: there it is. I thought I thought you were gonna be the only one to project Texas to cover this bread. What a guy. Out
1: of here. Alex Sam
2: fucking Ellinger. Purdy, man.
1: Get out of here. Sam Ellinger sucks. He's not going to throw a single touchdown. They're going to have to settle for three field goals, and one of them's going to be late after the game's over because Tom Herman's that kind of guy. He kicks field goals late in games when they don't matter. Um, fuck Texas. I'm done. I'm out. I love it. That's incredible. The All Oklahoma right. drill, the most realistic
2: and... Most optimistic OU podcast there is. Right. I just, man, I hate this team and I have no respect for them.
0: It's, oh, I, because I wanted to do, I, I wanted to say something like 63 to 12. I wanted to say, like, this Texas team isn't good and they're really bad in the defensive secondary. Like, if, the offensive line can hold. We'll score whenever we feel like it. Um, and that's like, at that point, how do you lose a football game? Do we have anything you don't, else
1: you, to you say? Don't, you don't lose the football game at that right. point. Right. Fuck Texas, now I'm done.
0: All right. Do we have anything else to say about the week? Nope. All
1: no, right. I'm, legi- I'm legitimately done. I'm off the podcast now. All right. Fuck Texas.
2: (laughs) His swan song. That's going to (laughs) be – this is Alex's last one. He's not doing a West Virginia preview. Oh, man. Thank you
0: for listening to the Oklahoma Drill. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast um, with the Apple Podcast app from the Google Play Store or on Podbean. Um, You can follow us on Twitter at rwmaxy at purd, P-U-R-D underscore haply. Uh, And at not that Sam Davis. Um, And we will see you all after we beat Texas.